0: Welcome to the Strong Like Mum podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Wellbaby. Wellbaby from the makers of Pregnacare, provides careful nutritional support for babies and young children from birth to four years. Wellbaby is a comprehensive vitamin and mineral range which includes the exact levels of vitamin A, C and D as recommended by the UK Department of Health. Hello and welcome to the Strong Like Mum podcast. My name is Shakira Akabusi and I am your host. And today is the second solo episode. and I wanted to bring you this special episode all about returning to running postpartum. And the reason I wanted to record this special episode is because I feel like so often running is seen as something that is only for the elite. But since becoming a mum, running has given me so much. It's helped me not just with my physical health but also with my mental well-being and given me an opportunity to have a really positive relationship with parenting and I think this is something that all mothers should be able to experience. So let's set the record straight. If you lace up and head out you are a runner. Whether you run for two minutes, ten miles or five hours you are a runner. It's literally in our DNA. So if we go back millions of years and we look at the original Homo sapiens, when we got up off of four feet and started walking around, we changed the entire mechanism of how our body evolved and developed and works. In fact, it was at this time that the modern day pelvic floor first began to develop. So before humans got up on two feet and started walking and running, the front of our abdomen was actually the base of our core. So if you can imagine being on all fours, the front of your belly that supports most of your internal organs but as we stood up on two feet everything changed our tailbone tucked in and our pelvic floor was created situated like a hammock system at the base of our core this motion of standing up on two feet to walk also meant that there was a change in our pelvis structure researchers believe that the optimum shape of a pelvis if you're walking on two feet is a slightly narrower structure But the female body had to create a compromise. We had to have a narrow enough pelvis to support our walking and to still be able to work efficiently with that, but also be wide enough to accommodate childbirth. So our body had to compromise. And still to this day, our pelvis changes with puberty and with menopause in order to support childbirth, but also everyday movements. It's believed that ancient Homo sapiens were long distance runners. We couldn't run as fast as other predators, but we were able to run for longer. So we might not have beaten the cheetah to the prey, but we could outrun the cheetah. Granted, I don't feel that powerful when I'm hobbling around my 5k around the block, but it's still in our human nature to move and run. It's just that with modern lifestyles, so many changes have masked that, and it's time we unearthed got back to our animal roots. So let's fast forward to the modern day mum and what do we need to put in place in order to run after pregnancy? The first thing we want to do is look at our pelvic floor. So running is effectively a single leg exercise, which means that there's impact involved. So we want to make sure that we have a supportive core. The best way to target your pelvic floor is with your breath. And we want to make sure that we're using the inhale for the relaxation, but also the exhale to work on contracting and strengthening the pelvic floor. I talk a lot on my social media about three-dimensional breathing, where you lie on the floor, keeping the soles of your feet flat to the floor so that your legs are bent, placing your hands onto your lower abdomen, and taking a deep inhale, where you keep your shoulders relaxed, you feel the expansion of the rib cage, and as your diaphragm descends, we feel that relaxation of the pelvic floor. So we take a deep inhale in this position, And as we exhale, we're going to use a a soft S sound to contract the pelvic floor and engage our deep core muscles. Once we've found this equal motion of relaxation and contraction, we want to make sure that we start to involve movement with our pelvic floor exercises. Because let's face it, we don't just need our pelvic floor to work when we're lying on the floor or sitting still. We need it to support us in everyday movements and if we're going out for a run we want it to support us there too. So we can do simple exercises like taking a leg out to the side as we exhale and contract the pelvic floor lifting the leg out to the side or squatting down so that we start to involve movement with our pelvic floor strengthening exercises. It's important that we work slowly with these movements. So not all exercises have to be fast HIIT training. We want slow, controlled breath work to target our deep core. Once we've done that, we can work on our core stability. So we take a deep inhale. And as we do that, we're going to lunge forwards. And as we exhale, we push back off the front foot and stand onto a single leg trying to use our glutes and our pelvic floor and our core stabilizers to keep us balanced and strong on that single leg. I could talk for absolutely hours about different types of pelvic floor exercises. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see lots of videos there where I take you through a step-by-step guide on how to perform these movements. But what's important is that we know step one to returning to running is creating a stable core. And that begins with breath work, and concentrated pelvic floor exercises. Step two, and I'm not joking, this is so important, is get a good bra. So I will tell all of the ladies I meet to invest in their chest. I have tried the double sports bra support, but it does not work because when you put on a double sports bra, although I have really great chest support, I actually feel like I can't breathe, which I need to be able to do when I'm running. So getting a good sports bra, a high support bra can actually cut breast bouncing in half. And that's really important because during pregnancy and postpartum, in particular for breastfeeding mothers, your breast size can increase by quite a few cup sizes. And it's believed that the breast bounce can average between three to five centimetres, which is quite a distance. And that can cause not just back pain, but also it can break the rhythm of running. So we really want to make sure that we get a high support bra. Okie doke. So next up, and this is really interesting because it's so important, but not many people are aware of it. And that is making sure that we maintain a good foot arch. So pregnancy, in particular, if you've got a multiple birth pregnancy or quite a large bump size, can sometimes flatten the arch of your foot. And what that means is that the way our foot hits the floor when we're walking or running, it's not going to be able to absorb impact as well as it should. So we can do specific exercises that can help us rehabilitate the arch in our foot and help us to run more efficiently. Next in line, and I don't think I'm gonna need to twist your arm on this one, but we need to stay hydrated. Hydration is important for everybody, pre, postnatal, no natal, wherever you are, male, female, everybody, we have got to be able to stay hydrated. But in particular, when we are pregnant or breastfeeding, Breast milk is made up of 88% of water. So although exercise isn't going to negatively impact breast milk supply, dehydration can. So we want to make sure we stay hydrated. During pregnancy, again, our blood volume is increased. We need a lot of water to stay hydrated, to support our bodies, the amniotic fluid, creating life for the additional blood volume that we have in our system. We need to make sure that we are staying hydrated, always And it's important that we don't just gulp a whole bunch of water before we set off, that we actually stay hydrated before, during, and after exercise by taking regular small sips. Okay, so hopefully I've managed to get across how important I think hydration is. Next up, if you choose to run with a stroller, what is also important is that we make sure we choose a pram where we can adjust the handle height so that we're able to maintain a good posture when we're running. We don't want to be so arched over the pram with the handle so low that our shoulders roll forwards because that is going to impact our running style. We wanna make sure that we are upright with a neutral spine and we are able to run well supported if we are choosing to run with a stroller. Then we have to think about the route. If you're running with a stroller, you're likely to choose a flat route anyway, but we wanna make sure that we are choosing a route that is suitable for our ability, but also potentially, and I have been in this position, that has access to a bathroom. If you are breastfeeding or consuming a lot of water or if you are pregnant and you are choosing to run, make sure that you can have some toilet stops along the way because they might just be useful. Last but not least, I wanted to record a tiny little note for women who may be breastfeeding. So please be assured that exercise does not impact breast milk supply. But it can change the content of breast milk slightly, but there are no known harmful effects to baby and it's all temporary. So all levels will be replenished within 90 minutes. You might choose to express beforehand for comfort and afterwards, many women choose to wipe down because the sweat might be an unusual taste for your baby. So let's quickly touch on how much running you should get started with. And as frustrating as it might sound, it really is up to the individual. But there are some tips I can give. So I would always start with intervals. I chose to start with walk-run intervals of just a few minutes. How many minutes you use for running versus walking is going to be up to you. Personally, I would run for six or seven minutes and I would then give myself a recovery walk for two or three minutes. And as I got better, I would increase the running and reduce the rest period. You'd be amazed at how quickly your body adapts and learns and can acclimatise to running and how fast you'll be able to improve. I always chose to run for time and not distance at the beginning. I found that distances became too mentally overwhelming and I would really struggle to complete the distance. But if I ran for time and I relaxed how far I had to run it would really boost that enjoyment and that motivation when I saw I was able to hit my target. Then in time, I started to introduce distances again. I also think a really great way to get started is to plan a short loop. And I would run maybe one maximum 2k. I would stop and I would do some exercises on a park bench. You can do press up, lunges, squats. And then I would give myself a bit of a stretch session, grab some more water and then I would finish that loop again and complete that final one or two K. And I found that a really exhilarating and positive way to reintroduce running into my lifestyle. Finally, my final tip, whether you choose to listen to a podcast like this one, Or if you choose to listen to music, a playlist and having some type of audio support can be great for motivation to get you through those really tough minutes. Hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast and picked up on a few nuggets of wisdom to help you get started on your running postpartum. As I said, for me, running gave me not just physical benefits, but also I felt many benefits for my mental well-being. As a mum, sometimes I could get overwhelmed by something that was happening in my parenting life and being able to get outside, take a deep breath of fresh air and go for a run allowed me to come back with a fresh, new perspective and allowed me to really feel positive about parenting. Please remember, anybody can be a runner. If you walk, you are a runner. If you run intervals, you are a runner. If you walk around the block and you run for 30 seconds, you are a runner. It is not just for the elite. It is for everybody. And there are so many benefits to our physical and mental well-being and we should all be able to enjoy it. So get out there, put on your trainers and have a fantastic time. Thanks for joining me and I hope you can tune in again soon to another episode of the Strong Like Mum podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Strong Like Mum podcast. And remember, Vitabiotics Wellbaby, expert nutritional care for your little ones for the start of their journey. To find out more, visit www.wellbaby.com.